All right. <laughs> so this is take two. Take two. Take two of episode one. Yes. 90 Day Fiance the other way. Yep. This is a new podcast, a lot more stupider with Z and Zara. <laughs> How are we feeling about take two? I feel good about take two, although I felt really good about take one. I felt so good about take one. <laughs> <laughs> but as it turns out, um, podcasting is uh, harder than we anticipated. Yeah, it's not just pushing the button and recording. I mean, it is just pushing the button and talking. It's just but it's also other stuff. <laughs> yeah, finding out which buttons are the right buttons. So basically, our hour and 15 session from last mm-hmm. time was unusable audio yeah but that's okay we're back that's okay. and we're better you know back and better <laughs> we've tested both yes. mics yes so we were just better. overly excited last time so yeah who could blame us yeah but we are good to go yes so let's start yeah um so we can start with Brittany and yazan yes Brittany. Um, I think we both agree that this is probably the couple that we're most interested in seeing how things pan out for them. Definitely. Um, Brittany is a self-identified daddy's girl from Florida. Mm -hmm. How old is she? She's 26. 26. Mm -hmm. She is a rapper. Uh, She noted that her last boyfriend was very controlling. Mm-hmm. She also loves to date older gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Said that most of her boyfriends have been 45 or older, the oldest being 85. I just, that's not a boyfriend, <laughs> that's a sugar daddy. I would like some notes if she I could mean, provide those. <laughs> I mean, call it what it is, right? It's, it's right? a sugar daddy. Yeah. That's okay. You can be a sugar baby. I would love to be a sugar baby for somebody who wants no sugar, like a diabetic, you know, <laughs> a, so baby. a diabetic sugar baby. That will be optimal for me. Yeah. Yeah. There, she made one comment about like older gentlemen really liking her braces and it was very creepy. That was, that was really creepy. That's where very I was like, creepy. all right, that's, that's not okay, Brittany. Don't say that yeah. out loud. <laughs> she, she seems I know we talked about this last time. She seems really fun, right? She seems super fun. I can tell you, like, if I was in Florida, like, you know, and I seen her at the club and we're in the bathroom, I'd be like, Brittany, be my best friend, girl. You look so beautiful today. I love your outfit. Like, I feel like those vibes, like, she would be really fun to hang out with or, you know, just chill with. She seems like a fun-loving person. Yeah. And also, at the same time, she definitely comes across, like, someone who uh is not necessarily a planner like I, I feel like she just kind of has no filter and says stuff without thinking and is really present in the moment which mm-hmm. i'm sure in a lot of ways is really beneficial for her um but i think it may uh may add to some conflict that that her and yasin are gonna have this, this season. i'm gonna say it's definitely gonna add to some conflict <laughs> that they're gonna have <laughs> Um, Yazan is her boyfriend slash fiance. Mm-hmm. 
He is currently living in Jordan. Yes. And he's actually the youngest that she's dated because he's only 24 years old. Yeah. What is that? Like, what? what is that? It's either, I don't know. <laughs> to go from, like, exclusively dating much older guys to suddenly dating a really young guy on online from a different country. That is extreme. That's she's she's looking for something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, mm-hmm. There's definitely like something missing for her that she's she's trying to fill. Same girl. I feel like it. Shut but up. I, don't, I don't know if this is where she's gonna find it. <laughs> I don't know if this is where she's gonna find it. Yeah. But Yavan seems nice. He seems no, sweet. He Oh, okay. I was trying to be nice, you know. I wasn't trying I to know. get up. Well, tell me your opinion. What about him comes across as nice to you? He seems like he has good intentions, but he has blinders on and he has, like, uh, headphones on when it comes to Brittany expressing how she feels. So we know he's the oldest of five. You know, he comes from a very conservative Muslim family mm-hmm. in, in Jordan. Um, so, you know, his family is pressuring him to date you know, a Muslim girl from, from Jordan, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, as we see later on, Brittany, when he brings up the situation, you know, not the situation, when he brings up the conversation of converting to Islam or, you know, trying to explain to her like, oh, you know, you're going to love it. You know, people are so great and it's a beautiful religion, which it is. Brittany is like, I love your beard. Who looks like your hair today? <laughs> like she's just, and she told him like, I'm just, I'm not interested. It's not for me. You know, she's like, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for everybody who's Muslim, but it's just not for me. And I think he definitely has blinders on and he feels like he could change her. But as we see, Brittany is not the kind of woman who is going to be like, oh, I'm, I'll change because you asked me to. No, she's, yeah. she's definitely not that kind of woman. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, she definitely has her own like host of maybe some unhealthy relationship habits. You know, definitely. she doesn't like, communicate in the healthiest way, like you just said. She changes the subject when she feels uncomfortable or feels mm-hmm. like it's not something she wants to focus on. But if they're engaged and about to get married, they have to be able to have those conversations. Absolutely. Um, and get on the same page. I... Uh, I feel like I see a lot of red flags with Yazan just in the brief moments that we've seen of him mm-hmm. because he's um, straight up lying to his family. Yeah, he is. <laughs> who are very concerned. And when they raise their concerns, he told, he, he looked his brother in his face and said, she's going to convert to Islam. She's very excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was definitely wrong. <laughs> and We've seen a, a couple of previews and stuff. I know one for next episode. Um, and just when they were teasing the season, we saw a couple clips of them. And he just, he seems like he yells at her a lot, you know? Yeah, that's I true. Just, Damn it. I'm, I'm, I understand disagreements in a relationship, but I, I, I don't necessarily understand. I even understand raising your voice when you're feeling passionate about something, but I don't understand screaming at someone and yeah, that's unacceptable to shut up. Yeah, that that's unacceptable. Um, and the little out the, we saw a preview at the end of uh, this last episode um, 
basically showing us that he gets very upset about something, right? Mm-hmm. When he goes to pick her up at the airport and he's slamming his car door and hitting stuff. And I don't he's know like, I mean, that's, that's pretty Brittany, concerning behavior to me. Yeah, that was, that was concerning because he was picking her up like, damn, I just touched down and this is, this is what happens. But yeah. my hypothesis, because <clears throat> I'm a scientist of 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. So in the preview, like I told you, I saw a green box. It was blurred out, but I know that color green. (laughs) And that was a Patron bottle box. (laughs) My little past life where I don't, I don't drink Patron anymore. You might've remembered my 25th birthday, Um, but (laughs) I remember that box and I instantly had a little PTSD um, when I saw it, and I was like, oh, no. I wonder if that is the reason that they're arguing. I don't know. Maybe she was like, took a sip, or maybe you saw he didn't like it. He felt disrespected. So we'll we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so a little backstory on them. I know we went a little, you know, forward, mm-hmm. but they've only been dating for five months. Oh, Brittany, yeah. yeah, Brittany did go to Jordan. Uh, and they got engaged after a week. After a week, they got <laughs> engaged. And they met in a weird way, too. So I guess she was at her friend's house. And her friend was on, her friend's roommate, I think it was, was on uh, FaceTime with her family. And, you know, uh Brittany was eye hustling. She wasn't ear hustling. She was eye hustling. And she looked at the screen. She saw Yazan. Yazan saw her. They looked at each other at the same time. And it was just love at first sight. Which I thought that is the most different. <laughs> That's one of the most different ways of meeting. You know, just being nosy on somebody else's video chat. Um, so, yeah, that's a little backstory on them. Yeah. Yikes. Also, oh, and the best part the best is part? that Brittany has a secret. Oh, God, yes. How can I forget that? <laughs> Brittany has a secret. She is currently married. Mm, and Azan does not know. Apparently, she met him when she was 17. And mm-hmm. he was from Haiti, but lived in, U- in the U.S. his whole life. Um and then got deported. Uh, and she is working with a lawyer, but the lawyer says that it could take like, like six to ten months. Six to ten months. That's crazy. And Yazan and his family want them pretty pretty much to, to get married as soon as she gets to Jordan. Mm-hmm. Immediately, within days. See, Brittany's dating history is what, like, I really want to know. She has this, like, self-proclaimed history with much older men she met yazan in this weird way and then also at the same time she met her husband when she was 17 and he like i feel like i want a clearer timeline of what the situation is that would be great (laughs) (laughs) it is a little confusing because like you said she is dated well i feel like they weren't dates no i'm not gonna say that um (laughs) Maybe maybe she just, you know, dated a few people while, you know, with the older gentleman. She dated a few mm-hmm. at, at a time, I guess. I don't know. 
Because I think I think her husband got deported. I think she said like a few months after they got married, like three months after they got married. Yeah. And she just mysteriously forgot that she was that she was married, and I was like, "Oh wait, this guy wants to marry me. Let me let me follow up on that first marriage. Like maybe that's what triggered her when he got down on one knee and asked him asked her to marry him. I wonder if that's what triggered her memory to remember that. Oh wait, I'm already married. If she was really young, she may have misunderstood what him getting deported meant for their marriage. You know what I mean? Like maybe she thought because he got deported, their marriage would be. I don't think so. I think you're giving her more credit than she deserves. Because (laughs) she wasn't super young when they got married. They were dating for a long time. They were dating for a while. I forgot how many years she said they were dating, but she wasn't a teenager when they got married. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, she was married since 2015, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, and then, um, I don't know how old she would have been because, you know, I can't do math. But anyway. Well, anyway, they'll be an interesting couple. To follow definitely yeah i'm definitely. i'm curious to see if your uh, prediction about about the patron is right it probably i'm curious is. too and we can't forget her dad we can't forget about, oh, her, about her dad. dad yeah her dad is such a sweetie he really is and i feel bad for him he was smiling through all the awkwardness because she waited until a week before she was leaving to move to georgia forever to tell him that, that is so cold <laughs> that is that is hurtful. That would I think my my dad would be hurt by that. Super hurt. And you could tell he was hurt. He was he was upset. Yeah. At first, um I found him to be very creepy because like people who like have that habit of smiling through talking mm-hmm. really freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like it. Um so every time he was on screen I was like, Oh, this guy makes me so uncomfortable. Why is he always smiling? And then at the <laughs> it's airport situation. Well that no, he he smiles through every single like that is just he's he's one of those people. That just smiles through talking. Yes. It's weird. It's weird. And uh but at the airport scene when she's leaving and or she has just left through the gate and they're interviewing him. And his eyes tar- start to tear up, and he says, I'm smiling, but I'm hurting. Oh. That messed me up. That was so <laughs> sad. I was like, Brittany, look what you're doing to your daddy. <laughs> it messed me up. It was so sad. That was super sad. Yeah. Seems like a Sad Fathers is going to be a theme for our couples this season. Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with that... Should we move on to our next couple? Yes. Let's move on to Jenny and Sumit. Jenny and Sumit. One of our faves. Definitely one of our faves. They are from season one of 90 Days Fiance the other way. We saw them uh, last year. Should I give them a little backstory? A short, short little backstory? Yeah, let's give them a little. Okay. So, a little 101 on Jenny a little, and <laughs> A quick little 101. We'll see how short I can make this. <laughs> Jenny is 62 years old and she's from California and Sami he is 32 years old and he's from India they have been dating for eight years and in the beginning uh Jenny was catfished by Sami he said his name was Michael Smith aka his telemarketer name 
Michael, um, Michael Jones, Michael Jones. Michael Jones, yes. <laughs> Matt Jones. Who? Yeah. So, I can't believe I don't remember That's that. the only reason I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Where is Mike Jones? Who knows? I'm going to look that up later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was, she was catfished in the beginning, but by, by the time he came you know, out and told the truth, it was too late. Jenny was in love. She was head over heels, so she forgave him. Um, you know, she visited after two years of dating, his family didn't approve. So then five years later, she moved to India and was like, you know what, forget it. I know your family doesn't approve, but we love each other and we're going to move. So that's what we saw last year. We saw Jenny move to India and hopefully live happily ever after. But that wasn't the case. That was not the case. Was not. Um, (laughs) We found out that Samit was married for two years. He has in an arranged marriage by his parents and he was married for two years and didn't tell Jenny. Yep. So unfortunately, you know, that broke her heart. She had to move back to America, um, you know, and separate from Sami. And the last we saw them last season, she was just basically begging him to like, please handle it if you want us to be together, handle it, get divorced and make it work so that we can be together because we love each other. And then that's where we see them this season. Yep. Jenny is back in America on her daughter's couch, and that's where we begin this yep. season. No car, mm-hmm. no job, Mm-mm. no money. Mm-mm. Uh, and she's still very, very, I mean, understandably, very upset about what had happened. Of course. To me. So she's planning on, on going back to India. They've decided to give it another shot, make it work. Um, she still gets very emotional and upset in her one-on-one interviews when she talks about, you know, his family confronting her and telling her the truth about him being married. Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean, even, even when leaving last season, she said, you know, I'll, I'll love you forever. So I do believe their, their feelings for each other are real. Yes. Um, Finding out that Samit was <laughs> married was the biggest shock as a watcher of the show. Definitely. I, I just thought that they were so endearing and Samit broke our hearts. Just, he did. Yeah, it was such a shock. And not defending what he did at all, at all. I think he made every possible wrong decision when trying to figure out how to deal with the situation that he was in. Mm -hmm. But I do think that he is trying to go about it the right way now. Yeah. Um, And I really want it to work for them because I I really do think that their feelings for each other are so genuine. Um, And I don't know, man, it's just something about them. I know. I'm hopeful for them too. I think it's true love. I I think, I think it's true love. So. Yeah, so we'll see. Her daughter was like, let me see the divorce papers. Yeah. Jenny also was like, let me see the divorce papers. <laughs> she was like, um, well, um, yep. about that, I haven't seen them yet, but I know he's filed. Yep. And uh, honestly, Jenny seems a lot more, um, I guess, sure of herself mm-hmm. as she's talking about moving there this time around. You know, she's... um. I feel like she's really standing up for herself and saying like, no more hiding, no more running back to your parents' house, like no more lying to me or to them, you know? 
Definitely. Because uh-huh. even um, in this episode, you know, um, Jenny is, you know, video chatting with Samini and she's like asking him questions. Hey, your parents know I'm coming over. He's like, this is not a joke. This is for real. They know everything. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, go get him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, um, yeah. excuse me, what, what was that? Go get him. I want to I wanna make sure that your parents know I'm yep. coming. The only thing that I did not like about their portion of the episode so far is a scene where Sumit is talking to his group of friends Mm. and they're just being so mean to him. And he has one friend in the blue shirt that was just going in so hard for no reason. No reason. And his reasoning was just so infuriating. It was basically like, what about society? What is society going to think? What are people going to say about you? And those are not the kind of friends you want around you. No, no. Especially if they know your past. They know what you've been through with Jenny. You know, they saw the pain that you Mm -hmm. were going through with this divorce and everything like that. If you see that and you're my friend, you're supposed to be supportive and Yes, you can tell me the truth, like, hey, buddy, it's going to be hard for you, but I'm here for you. You know, that would have been, I feel like, a more appropriate response for him to have. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was just, ugh. But what made me laugh, um, so at this point when they're having their conversation, you know, Samir is excited. He's like, yeah, you guys know Jenny's coming back. You know, she's coming back to India. We're going to live together. And then his friend says, oh, you know, that means uh, trouble is coming to India. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this. Samir had the meanest eye roll. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've talked about this a bunch. But Samir rolls deep for <laughs> for Jenny. What? So me goes hard. That's ride or die right back. Like, yeah. like that's ride or die. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you have a brother, what you do? But yeah. a different brother, you know, maybe yeah. a little older. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he he also had a conversation with his brother where he, see, I feel like Sami is like really sticking up for himself too, which is why yes. I feel um, positive about them this season because, uh, his brother came over and was basically like, you're making our parents unhappy. How could you make this decision? What's wrong with you? Like, everyone's going to be talking about you. Mm-hmm. Talking about us. And he's basically like, look, I was miserable and really unhappy. All of you knew that I didn't want to get married and I got pressured into it anyway. And you saw how miserable I was in the marriage and you weren't there for me. Yep. I was asking was for help. I was mm-hmm. asking for help and you were not there for me. Mm-hmm. And he basically like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your opinion because you Absolutely. don't have the right to one. So good. And his his brother was really like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he was right. And um, I love that. I love that he stood up for Jenny. I love that he stood up for himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, I'm really, really, really excited to see um what's gonna happen yep. with them. Yeah. Uh, so we switch back to Jenny mm-hmm. and we're singing we're seeing Jenny go back to this financial advisor that she went to in season one. Mm-hmm. So season one, she went to the financial advisor. It's like, hey, I'm moving to India. I got like eight thousand in my savings. How long do you think I'm gonna last? And the financial advisor was like, Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but she did it and she left and now she's back. So she had to go to him again. 
So Jenny um, basically is saying, you know, I'm moving back to India. Well, before that, she tells him what happens because he's like, why are you here? I thought you were gone forever. You're, you know, you moved to India. So she literally explains to him the whole story about, you know, her and Samir, they get there, they're happy, then boom, she finds out he's married, he's been lying, and she had to move back, and he's just like, uh, he looks horrified. <laughs> <laughs> then she goes, but I'm going back. And then he looks even more horrified. Um, so I guess she's looking to um, take an early retirement on her social security. And he's telling her, you're going to get hit with 30% less. So you're only going to get hit with about six, I think he said 650, something like that a month. And we find out Samit's not working. So all the bills and responsibility is going to land on her until Sydney starts working again. That's going to be rough. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's going to get old for them. So that's, I feel like that's going to um, come up as another obstacle for them this season. Yeah. So hopefully that one gets resolved and it doesn't put too much strain on their relationship. I hope so. We'll see, but we'll I love see. them. They're definitely one of my faves. Same, same. So we're rooting for them. We couple are. number two, well, I think this is couple number one that we're actually rooting for. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, All right. I, I know who you're going to say. <laughs> who am I going to say? Kenneth and Armando. Oh, my God. They're so sweet. I love They're them. So sweet. They both seem like such amazing and kind individuals. Just Genuine. On yeah, just on their own. And so, like, picturing and just seeing how much love they have for each other. Oh, it's so sweet. It really is. It really is. <laughs> Kenneth and Armando are our first gay couple in 90 Day Fiance franchise history. Last season, 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 Days, we had our first lesbian couple with Erica and Stephanie. And then this season with 90 Day Fiance the other way, we have our first gay couple with Kenneth and Armando, and they are just amazing. Our first male gay couple. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, Kenneth is a vampire from Florida because (laughs) he's allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly, but I need proof. (laughs) He's allegedly, even though I saw those black and white photos, allegedly 57 years old. Yep. Him and Pharrell have to be best friends. Yep. They have to be drinking from the same vampire fountain. I don't yep. know what's going on, but I need in. Okay, it's, I need in. It's distracting. <laughs> I had to watch like their scene, his scenes, like a few times because I was like, "No, there's no way." Oh yeah. wait, did I miss something? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And um, Armando, he's 31 years old, and he's from Mexico. So there is a bit of an age gap there, but it's not like um, like you were saying before. It's not a creepy age age gap, you know. It doesn't feel like, ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's you like, want to give them and, like you can't, you wouldn't be able to tell there's an age gap by looking at them. You wouldn't. You really Maybe wouldn't. Like, <laughs> you know, in like vampire books and TV shows, the vampire is always like a hundred and. 150 years old and they're with some like teenage girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they but the vampire doesn't age exactly so it doesn't, yeah, that's what it I... doesn't look creepy but when if you think about it too much <laughs> you're like wait a second oh, this is, <laughs> this is creepy 
But, but no, I'm not getting those vibes with Kenneth and Armand. No, no, no. I think I think it's all good intentions. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So they met on a um, gay father support group, gay mm-hmm. single father support group on Facebook. Yeah. And um, Kenneth, he has one son, and he has triplet daughters. And Armando, he has a daughter. I think she's six years old. Cute little thing. Yeah. Super cute. Kenneth was born and raised in Toledo. Uh, He always felt like he was different, but didn't know why. And so he moved to Florida to find himself. And one night he got ready, went to a gay club, and he was saying that it felt like home. And he felt all this relief, um, but was very nervous about coming clean to his family. His dad was, you know, football coach from Ohio. Mm -hmm. He basically wrote them an eight-page letter. Mm-hmm. And his parents were very supportive, which was I was so ready for the end of that story to be a ter- like a terrible one. Yeah. So it was so nice <laughs> to hear that his parents were really supportive, and you can tell how happy it made him because he was getting very emotional while he was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted kids, so his friend offered to have a child with him and they had to fake being married in order for him to do so. Yep. That's intense. Some systemic issues uh, there, but uh, he had his first son, Bryson, and then they tried one more time (laughs) had triplets, right? (laughs) Triplet girls too. That's so crazy. Um, And he has a bunch of grandbabies, right? Yep. Yep. So he, he's got a, a really big family um, that he's very, very close to around him. Yes. I can hear your cat. I know. <laughs> Anybody who's listening, um, I'm not abusing him. He's just very, he has food, his little box is clean, he has water. He's just a very clingy cat and he will come in here and act a fool. Like just be bouncing off the walls for no reason. He's just very nosy. He has to be. He has to be in the mix. He hears me talking and he's like, what are we talking about? Who are you talking to? Oh, like, I want to get involved. So he's fine. He's fine. Just ignore him, you guys. Just pretend like you don't hear him. Has he gotten a hold of your microphone yet? Um, he's gotten a hold of the wire. So I'm pretty mm. sure my headphones don't work properly anymore. But we're just going to keep pressing along. Oh, no. <laughs> I can hear out of my one good ear. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> to like tie up all my wires and everything that's funny. So, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. Alrighty. i um, love so- him <laughs> <laughs> um so back to kenneth um so kenneth has had two different long-term relationships that didn't last and mm-hmm. now he is with armando and he will be moving to mexico um, yes so Armando and Kenneth will be moving, both of them. So um, um, Kenneth is moving from Florida, and then Armando Mm -hmm. is actually also going to be moving away from his family that he lives with, who we'll talk about in a second, Mm -hmm. um, to what is it, some four hours away? Four hours away in Mm -hmm. La Mission, Mexico. Ooh. You know, I don't know about bilingual when I want Look to Look at it. you. Yesenia has been teaching you some. No, she hasn't. Don't give her no credit because she has failed me. 
<laughs> in teaching me. Did you say the bad words though? Oh no. And my favorite word that she's taught me is salchichas, which is <laughs> what is that? It's like hot dogs or like little sausages, like the oh, okay. I just like the way it, I like the way it sounds. It's such a pleasant sound. It has a pleasant sound. That's I okay. might be saying it wrong too. Salty Anyway. Um, so back to Armando and Kenneth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to switch to Armando's story. So Martin, Armando's story is pretty rough. Yeah. He, he, he's had it pretty rough. So he, he lets us know, you know, in Mexico, um, being gay is, or being homosexual is not widely accepted as much as it is here in America. So, um, you know, he, he, he felt growing up, he knew he was gay when he was a kid, you know, when he was younger. Um, but he felt like he had to suppress his feelings and he felt like he had to be quote unquote macho and more quote unquote manly. And so he did, he did marry a woman. Um, and, you know, that was his best friend. They got married. He loved her. He, he never told her his feelings. Um, and then eventually he decided he did have to tell her, you know, he was honest with her and he came out to her and was like, listen, I am actually gay. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately his ex-wife um, outed him to his family. And apparently it was just horrific. It was horrific. You know, his family was very upset and everybody was angry. His mom was disappointed and everybody was crying. And he said something that just completely broke my heart. He said um, he had ran outside and he just ran to the desert and laid out in the desert and just was hoping and praying that something would come and bite him and kill him while he was laying in the desert. And I just thought that was the most horrific like it's just that was that was really heartbreaking when he said that because you know yeah even if you never experienced something like that you can kind of you know you can empathize you can relate like damn like that's that's a horrible feeling like nobody should ever have to feel that way yeah. um when they're expressing themselves to their family you know what i mean yeah for sure so that, yeah, that, that part was really, was really yeah that was really sad yeah and you can tell he's still, there's definitely a lot of trauma there that he is still very much working through. Definitely. And I think Kenneth is really helping him mm-hmm. and being supportive and, you know, letting him know that he can do this yep. and he can come out to his family and he's not going to be alone, you know? So I think Kenneth is giving him a lot of motivation um, to be, to help him be his true self, you know? And I think that's a great thing. Yeah. So. Um, eventually his family, his family yeah. thinks that this is a documentary, right? Like they think it's a yes. documentary about their life in about Mexico. Mexico. Mm-hmm. They have, wow. They have no idea what's coming. No idea. And, um, back to his ex-wife, unfortunately she had actually passed away in a car accident. So he is a single father now. Um, so he's raising his daughter on his own, you know, with the support of his family. Uh, we, he has a sister and then. Uh, he also has his mom and dad, um, and they all live, you know, on the same plot of land together. He has his own business there. I think he has a separate home there. I don't think he lives exactly like in their house. I'm not sure. And then his sister also has a little business as well. I think a candy candy business um, on the property as well. And she has her own daughter. So they're very close. You know, yeah. they're a close knit family. But it just sucks because he can't be his true self around them at this point. 
Yeah. His conversation with his sister really frustrated me. When he finally did come out to her again. Yeah. He, when yeah. he finally comes out to her and, um, you know, explains to her that she wasn't very kind when he first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and her explanation was, well, I, the only reason I was unkind is because it was hard for us because you made us think that you were straight. You showed us a different face and you got married and you lied, you know? Um, and, um, when he talked about moving, she was like, well, you, you moving hurts me because like you helped me with my daughters and what about my daughters? And it just, it really frustrated me just the entitlement and like self-interest there. Um, at the end she did say like she loves him and she asked for forgiveness for, for the way that she treated him. I hope that that is genuine but I hope it's genuine too Ooh, that was a frustrating conversation to watch yeah I mean like I said to you before you know I can't I don't want to judge like how she and you know how she reacted how she processed her emotions because mm-hmm. maybe that was just her like major reaction like oh my god like what am I gonna do without you you're my brother you know yeah so I I feel like it was just like a knee-jerk reaction. That's mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to like nail her like, you know, immediately. Um, but yeah, I felt like, like you said, it was kind of selfish, but um, I think that was just like her knee-jerk reaction. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? You're like a second father to my, my, my daughters. And mm-hmm. I'm like a second mom to your daughters. You're moving four hours away. And you know, he, he did put a lot on her at once, but he needed to. And I'm not going to blame him for the way that, you know, I'm not going to, you know, chastise him for the way that he came out to her. You know, that's, that's I feel like that was the best way to do it because mm-hmm. it didn't work the first time. Let me just get it all out here on the table. Right. This is what's happening. Boy, right. here it is. So maybe she didn't process it. Maybe that was her, maybe that was just her way of processing it because it was a lot coming at her at once. But like mm-hmm. you said, she did ask for forgiveness and I do hope it was genuine I mean, her crying um, didn't seem genuine to me because I didn't see any tears and her wrinkles wasn't uh, smeared. But maybe it was good waterproof makeup. I don't know. I can't do it. I don't know what brand she uses. Um, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I hope it wasn't for TV. I, I think you're a much kinder person than I am. I'm kind. <laughs> I, feel, I feel really skeptical about her. And I hope that I'm wrong. You know? I'm going to be hopeful for that. Yeah. I'm going to be hopeful for her, for her sister. Yeah. Yeah. But um, to get together, Kenneth and Armando just seem so sweet and um, really seem like they genuinely care for one another. Yes. Um, so we, we'll see. We can move on to one of our, our, our mysterious couple of this season. See, now you're being nice because you're saying mysterious and I'm saying I don't they're my oh let me go to the bathroom real quick let me go get some snacks real quick couple that's who they are to me right now and i know it's only (laughs) one and a half episodes or two episodes but they are my bathroom break and snack go getting couple at this point but go ahead (laughs) well i can understand that because it's hard to uh be interested in watching a couple when we have not yet seen or one part of the couple. Right, right, so exactly. This is Ariella and Binyam, who mm-hmm. also goes by Baby. Uh-uh. 
As soon as she said that, as soon as she said, his name is Binyam, but everyone calls him Baby. Everybody who? Everybody who? Because if you're my man, I'm the only one calling you Baby. Well, maybe she's talking about, like, his family, though. No, they need to call him Binyam once we start dating. But like, because like, because like in India, a really common nickname, um, nicknames rather for like men and women is mm-hmm. Munna and Munni, which like essentially means like baby, but in not in that way, in like a familial way. Got it. Okay. Um, I guess. But it is, I don't know, it, it depends on who's calling him baby. Right, exactly. Like if it's a family nickname, that's one thing, but if it's, right. you know everyone he meets hey baby no (laughs) what (laughs) sorry i just no Mm -mm. yeah we're on the street and i hear some chick (laughs) hey baby no Mm -mm. Mm -mm. his name is binyam um (laughs) so ariella is 28 from new jersey uh she works part-time in her dad's office she's also a freelance writer um She has also been previously married. She lived in Argentina for two years, and she met her ex-husband named Landro. Mm -hmm. She married him, was with him for 10 years. They have, they separated three years ago and last year agreed to divorce. Um, Is she officially divorced? I don't know that that's clear. I know, I heard her say last year we agreed to divorce, but has it officially gone through? I... I want to say it has, but I'm not 100% sure either. Because I feel like, I feel like everybody's that married on these shows these days. Girl, they either are married or they've been married. Yeah. Um, and Binyam is lots of things. He's a dancer. He's a choreographer. He's a martial artist. Mm. Um, they dated for three months and she got pregnant. Mm, 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 mm. Um, <laughs> she came back to the U.S. for prenatal care, but plans on returning to Ethiopia to give birth because she wants him to be there for the birth. And her family is really concerned about it. Um, Definitely. Is trying really hard to convince her to stay. Her mom will be going with her because her mom is an ER nurse. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her mom will be going with her to check out, I think, a couple of hospitals just to make sure that it's a safe situation for both mom and baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I the her decision to go back to Ethiopia for the for the birth confuses me. It it confuses lot. me too. It confuses me too because if for me, um, if I was pregnant and, you know, if he was in Ethiopia, Ethiopia, yes, I would feel like, damn, I really want him to be here. But above everything else, I want to make sure that I'm safe and I want to make sure that the baby's safe. You know what I mean? There's yeah, a lot of sure. technology nowadays. Skype, Zoom it, have a Zoom meeting. His whole family could be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I don't think, I don't personally i wouldn't want to do that um and i don't know how citizenship works for because 
I would assume you would want your baby to have a U.S. citizenship just because even if you plan on moving to Ethiopia for a while, like your entire family is still over here in the U.S. and you know how hard it is to get U.S. citizenship. But right. I don't know, like, can her baby still have U.S. citizenship even if she gives birth over there? Like, I, I have that's no something clue. She's already looked into. Like dual citizenship? I don't know. Is that a thing? I don't I don't know. I, I don't know how it works with Ethiopia because I think it U.S. allows you to have dual citizenship, but it, it depends on the other country. Like, for gotcha. example, in India, um, you can't have dual citizenship. Like, they won't let you really? keep Indian citizenship and your U.S. citizenship. So my parents have um, like a specific type of visa that is valid. Mm-hmm like for the rest of their lives and it allows them to do certain things like open like a bank account over there things like that but it's not it's not full indian citizenship wow okay see i didn't know that Mm -hmm. that's interesting so i Mm -hmm. guess it depends on what they allow in ethiopia yeah okay well hopefully they do allow dual um but well i guess we'll find out you know yeah um so something that was interesting was when uh, we see Ari, I call her Ari because not because we're friends, just because I don't know how to say Ariella. Ariella? Her name sounds like Ariola. So we're just going to say Ari. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Ari um, is in a yoga Lamaze class, which that sounds sounds fun. Um, (laughs) And they're all sharing their birthing um, plans with each other they're all like yeah i'm about to go to the hospital get that epidural mm-hmm. no pain no gain you know what i'm saying so and then it comes to ari and she's like yeah um i'm going to ethiopia to have a baby and everybody instantly looks at her like uh <laughs> she's like yeah my fiance is over there and i want him to be involved and i want him to you know see the birth baby and so we're gonna go you know i'm gonna go over there to have the baby and everybody's like oh do they have epidurals there like are the hospitals safe over there you know how how is this gonna work and she's like um well they know how to give the epidurals but there is no medication for the epidurals so she's like i'm gonna have an all-natural birth and I'm, I'm nervous about it because I have a very low pain tolerance. Um, I think that's going to be really difficult. I think that's going to be super difficult for her because from what I hear, that pain is no joke. No joke at all. And even one of the women, I forgot where she was from. The Japanese lady. She was so funny. She was Japanese. Okay. So, <laughs> she yeah. Was so one, funny. She really was. She had a case of like a foot and mouth syndrome a little bit. So she's like, oh, yeah, in my country, they don't have epidurals where I'm from. And I'm so glad I'm having a baby here in America because I would never do that. And I think that's just the most ridiculous thing. But maybe I shouldn't say anything because you're going to have your baby. (laughs) (laughs) Like she's like, oh, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) That was so funny. Yeah, that part was great. I was glad to see that because I feel like in a lot of these reality shows, people are so aware of the cameras being on them. And so 
uh, I feel like, I feel like it makes people a little bit muted, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was nice mm-hmm. to see this like very genuine outburst of like, you're doing what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not sugarcoating nothing for the camera. Yeah. It was really funny. It was. Um, so, yeah, then, and, and I don't know, I don't know why we have not seen. Binyam. Yeah. What is that? They haven't shown him in any of the, have they shown him in previews? The only thing we saw of him was we saw like, you know, one of those like drone shots of him, I think it was, or like, you know, one of those production shots of him, like doing, working out. I don't know if he was, he was like, he was working out. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember of him. Mm-hmm. Honestly, so we we don't see him. I wonder if there's a reason to that. If there's a genius, like there's, is there a purpose? Is there some secret? I don't know. But it's I mean, we do find weird because everyone else is also separated right now. Like none none of our, none of the U.S. folks have gone over to the other country quite right. yet. Mm-hmm. So we we see everyone. Why aren't we seeing him? It's strange. It is strange. So hopefully, I think we're going to see him next episode, but I, I don't know. I don't know. That's super weird. Um, I wonder if it has to do with like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how filming these shows works, but I, I'm wondering if it has something to do with like, no, because in India doesn't have like super reliable electricity and things like that either. So yeah, I mean, we've been in like, you know, poor villages in Africa and things mm-hmm. like that. So we've, yes, because I'm part of the we've, production crew. We personally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we've seen production in, you know, you know, poor villages in Africa, um, you know, in, in all these other countries. Yeah. Um, you know, in, um, where is she from? Is it Colombia? Evelyn. Where's Evelyn from? No. Oh, Ecuador. Ecuador, Yeah. So it's not. I hate her. Yes, I know. I hate. <laughs> She's very unlikable. <laughs> She's gonna be on a on another season, right? Uh, she is, and I watched it, and it was terrible. Oh, oh wait, was it the season? No, I watched her on um, the quarantine. Was it the okay, quarantine? maybe yeah. that's that's what I saw her in. I saw a couple. She of was still trash. Mm-hmm. She's still trash. Corey's so nice to her. Corey needs to leave her. He does. He does. Poor Corey. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So back to Binyam and Ari. Um, there was this one scene, you know, they're having their last family dinner before she moves <laughs> at the house. I know why you're laughing. And um, but firstly, before we go to the reason why you're laughing, mm-hmm. um, we found out that Binyam was married before to an American, yeah. American woman. Yeah. And he has a two and a half year old son. So he had, this situation is not new to Binyam. He met this woman. Um, she was American. He got, you know, they got pregnant um, early on. They got married. Yeah. And then they divorced and separated. The woman moved back to America. We don't know anything about her. Yeah, and um, he's and he's claiming to Ariella that this things went so sour between him and his ex wife that she left, took their son, and he hasn't seen or spoken yeah. to his son right. in two two years or something like that. And right. I'm always not that I'll hold my judgment, but I I will say I'm very 
wary of men who exhibit a pattern of impregnating women and then proceed to talk about their ex-partners as, well, she was just so horrible and now she's preventing me from seeing my kid. When usually the reality is, is that maybe he, he just doesn't, is not interested in being a father. Right. You know? I think I'm gonna give I think I'm jaded. Chance. I think I'm jaded because I've just seen so much of that on mm-hmm. this show and and like you know in, in other contexts. Um, uh, who was that couple? The guy he was oh, from um, Russia. Uh, he had three, two ex wives, and then now his, and they all were pregnant, yeah, and I, then he married them all. Was it Sasha? Yes, Sasha. Oh, thank God what for was, your memory. What was the What was the lady's name? Sasha's wife. Yeah. Number three. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we might be in another similar situation like that, but maybe yeah. definitely worse. It, it may, it may, it may not be that kind of situation at all. You know what I mean? Maybe he's wonderful. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard to say because they haven't shown him at all. So we if he was wonderful, to... we would have seen him. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't i'm gonna think the worst see I, i'll be the bad person on this one then. <laughs> i'll be the negative person on this one yeah. on yeah. also um she doesn't even know the details of why they are not together she doesn't know the details of the divorce mm-hmm. why they're not together so that's also why i'm like <laughs> there's some shit up there's there's some shit going down there's mm-hmm. there's something that's missing so i hope we get to get more information on that Mm-hmm. as well so back to the reason why you were you know giggling a little bit <clears throat> at this family dinner i i didn't Ari said rubbed me a little bit the wrong way you know he made me raise my eyebrow up a little bit so they're having dinner and Ari's dad is like oh, why couldn't you just find a nice jewish boy from brooklyn instead of an ethiopian and um Maybe he just said it wrong. Maybe it just came out sounding worse than he intended it to sound. But yeah. I just didn't like the way he said that. Like, why can't you? Like, yeah, it was definitely an Ethiopian. It was his tone, and, and, yeah. and that's always what it is. I, I I know we talked about this before. It's always it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that definitely applies in this case. And I I can understand if I, if I was her parent and she goes on this trip to Ethiopia, gets pregnant, comes back for a very short amount of time and is saying, well, I'm going to go back there and I'm going to give birth there and I'm just going to live there from now on. Yeah. So goodbye. (laughs) I mean, that would make me very nervous. I, I would be terrified for, for her and I would, I would be very sad, you know, um, and, and they're, they're not going to get to see their grandbaby for who knows how long. That's true. Um, so I can understand like the negative feelings around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're probably just not expressing it in, in, not even necessarily the best way, but they're not expressing it in a way where she would be open to receiving the criticism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they're, they're very, they're, they're framing it in such a way of like, 
why would you do that? Have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? And it's just very like condescending and um, it's just going to make her double down, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, um, right now they're my bathroom break and snack break couple. <laughs> um, but we'll see how they go later on. We'll, we'll see. Maybe yeah. once we get to actually meet Binyam, it'll be more interesting. So we shall see. We shall see. Our next couple is another season, another vet. Our final Sally. couple, right? Yeah, final couple from these episodes. Yeah, because there's going to be more uh, couples. There's yeah, there's I think there's one more. Okay. I think um yeah, a couple from a woman from Colombia, I want to say, and then mm-hmm. the from somewhere I don't know. Um, yeah, so there's another one. But anyway, I know I'm excited. <clears throat> so we get to our veterans Devin and Jihoon. So this. This scene opens up completely different than everybody else's. It opens up with Devin in in South Korea, we can tell. Mm-hmm. And she's in, in her mask, which we all know what that means. Yeah. It's quarantine. It's COVID. It's it's actual COVID season now. So because all these other uh, recordings and everything, all these other interviews are before COVID hits and before the world went to how we know it now shit yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> it's a, it yeah anyway so um she's like oh my god you know we're in quarantine i think she said they they're this country with the second highest um cases of covid right now and she was really scared it gave me a lot of like Blair Witch kind of vibes the way the camera was <laughs> she was on her cell phone and she was like i'm so scared yeah. it's covid <laughs> it was it's got to be completely scary because she's in a foreign country i'm yeah. sorry did it not give you those vibes <laughs> it did a little bit it was very weird that they put that in there for like Why two you... minutes and then immediately went to seven, seven months, months earlier. earlier like it, okay, was, it was like okay. a horror movie what producer like who who orchestrated this part like who did that yeah and I don't know why they did that with just her. Like they just didn't. Her. I don't know. Maybe everybody else didn't make it to stay. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe because she was the only one on the. Because was she on the self quarantine no. season? Mm-mm. Nope. None of them were. I have no idea. Yeah, nobody was. Um, that's in this scene and nobody yeah, I don't know it was very random was. I don't know why they did I feel like TLC is just like we can do whatever we want because <laughs> you're nobody. gonna watch it <laughs> yeah <laughs> just throw it up there that looks good we need some filler time yeah mm-hmm. so we and then they pan back to seven months earlier so yep. a little backstory on Devin and Jihoon Devin's 23 from Utah Jihoon's 29 from South Korea Mm-hmm. Last season, actually, no, I don't know their backstory that great. Can you? I think you you, you know better. Um, I can get I can give it a, a stab. Where uh, Devin's from Utah? Yeah, she's from Utah. I she's knew that much. Um, she already has a daughter, Drusilla. Um, mm-hmm. how old is Drusilla? Like seven or eight or something? 
too old to be acting the way she was acting. Let me stop. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good at guessing children's ages. She's anywhere between five and eight, and I recognize that that is a big difference. I have no idea how old her I daughter is. when we first met her, maybe she was like five. I don't know. Maybe four. Was she three? You know what? Just, I'm horrible at this, too. Just, yeah. She has a child. <laughs> she has a child. And, um... She met Jihoon on uh, a dating app, I believe, and he was visiting, I hope I'm getting this right, he was visiting the you United are. States, and they met up, they uh, were together for one night, and she got pregnant immediately, and um, then he had to go back home. Um, so when we met them, uh, Devin was pregnant and preparing to move to South Korea to be with Jihoon and, and marry him. So she actually goes to South Korea. Um, her She leaves her daughter with her parents uh, with the intent of having her join them just a few short weeks later and uh, gets to South Korea and realizes that Jihoon has not been completely honest with her about his financial and living situations. So um, he told her that he got them an apartment. And when she got there, uh, realized that that was not the case, that they would be living with his parents until they could afford to get an apartment, which I don't think there's anything wrong with um, like living with in-laws or anything like that, if, if that's what you choose to do. But I do understand that space was very small. Like, even for just the four of them was very, yeah. very um, congested. Mm -hmm. And that's not including the two kids that are about to enter the picture. Um, so I can understand why she was concerned, you know. I think it was, um, wasn't it like a one bedroom or yeah. maybe like a, maybe even a two bedroom. I don't remember, but I feel yeah, like it, it was, was very, very, tiny. very tiny. It was very tiny. And um, Jihoon also comes clean about the fact that he has, like, lots of debt. Um, that he he basically alludes to the fact that people are, like, chasing him down to pay debt. And that the way he had been making money was by selling stolen cell phones. And so he indicated that he was yeah. in kind of legal trouble for that. Mm -hmm. um, so Jihoon seems nice and I think he loves Devin, but he definitely does not have his stuff together. He's not very responsible. He's not very self-motivated. Um, and so Devin is trying to uh, support him <laughs> on that journey. So uh, she eventually gets so frustrated. She was like, I, you, and I respect it, honestly. You know, she says, you misrepresented the situation. I'm pregnant. You made me move here. Uh, telling me that you had X, Y, and Z all set. That's not the case. So I'm leaving, you know? Um, yeah, so she, she goes actually... To... Yeah, because... Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, go ahead. Because <laughs> you said she's pregnant, but she actually had the baby in America then brought the Yeah, baby. she did. She did. And yeah. they, they watched it over video chat. Yeah, like, um, mm, somebody should take notes. <laughs> Yeah. Ari? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, yes, she, so she goes back to the United States. Um, did she get married before she came back? Yeah, they were married yep, in, so they um, had, in Korea. Yep, so they had a, a wedding ceremony there, and then she came 
back to the United States. And then at one point, Jihoon and his family visited. And there's still some like family dynamics, I think, that are at play with it, it sounds like mom is probably having a harder time than dad, like accepting Jihoon into the family, but I think yeah. everyone is trying. Um, I don't know if they're trying. <laughs> we'll see. Because, because, um, well, that was, that was last season. Cause when we opened this season, Devin um, does say in one of her interviews with production that, I don't want to give it away too early, but whatever. Um, so there, she's talking about how, yeah, she's going to move back to South Korea. But she mentions that she got an apartment, not Jihoon. She is renting out an apartment, I think, for a month. And the reason that she's doing that, she says, is because she doesn't want to stay at his parents' house because his mom doesn't approve of her. And if we remember oh, from, I that um, yeah, yeah, the tell-all from last year, um, What's her name? Oh, Sean. I was gonna say homegirl. Oh yeah, when <laughs> when uh, she was like, "Does your mom wish that you had married someone else?" And he's like, "Yes." Yeah. I but mean, see, Jihoon really needs to learn how to respond appropriately to certain I mean, questions. Thank you for the honesty, but don't say that in um on TV in public or anything like that. Like, and there's other ways that you can say things like that. Yeah. Me, I'm all for honesty. Like, I like I like honesty in all forms. Even if yeah, I don't I don't blame him for being honest. I just but the way that I don't he think, did it, I don't think that was the way that Devin should have found out. No, it shouldn't have been. Yeah. And then also, he could have worded it completely different. You know, um, my mom. <laughs> it doesn't have to be wishes, a yes, no question. You know, my mom's more traditional. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. But she loves that how Devin is a mom or something like. You know, make yeah, some shit up, make it sure. sound good. You know, you could just be like, <laughs> as you know, mother of there's cultural only... differences, but we're working through it. Yes, you know, God, Jihoon, have some class. <laughs> shit he's yeah. like nah yeah she so, feel like <laughs> so we see them this season and um Devin is once again getting ready to go over there um her mom is coming with her this time right yes her mom's name is Alicia and Alicia yeah. looks Alicia looks good girl she looks good <laughs> like her and Kenneth I don't know what's going on yeah um it must be like something about midwest <laughs> midwest upbringings Maybe, I don't know. Um, so we see Jihoon at a certain point, and he, he doesn't really look like he has it any more together than he did last season. Nah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, getting completely berated by his barber. <laughs> oh my god, that was my favorite scene ever. <laughs> so the barber says he does face tellings, I think he said, and mm-hmm. future readings or something like that. So as he's getting his hair cut, he's like, well, what can you tell about me? And the barber was like, bruh, do you really want to know? Because I'm going to let you know. He read him for Phil. Yeah. He was like, you have small ears, which means you're stubborn and you don't listen. Damn. So he, he was like, and you're lazy. <laughs> and Jihoon was like, <clears throat> okay, well, what advice would you give me? Like, what should Jihoon's, I do? Jihoon's barber- face was just like instant regret. Yeah, like I said, it was that. so funny. And then he tried to clean. I feel like he was trying to make it better by like, oh well, what should I do? And the barber was like, I'm not gonna waste my time telling you because you're not gonna listen. 
He's like, dude, you're the type of person who pretends to listen. I was like, ooh, yeah. me snapping um, a read, okay? You pretend to listen, but you're still going to do your own thing anyway. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's very telling. And that might be some foreshadowing. He was like, you're lazy. You don't like to work hard. <laughs> he was basically like, you're a millennial. <laughs> no. Like, I know. <laughs> it's true. Even though we're millennials, but you know, we're the eighties millennial. You know, we're not gonna get into that. Anyway. We're okay, we're barely eighties, Akia. I don't know that we can claim the eighties being born in eighty nine. <laughs> and I was born in December and I just made it, but I'm still at eighty eighty. Let me have it. Let me have it. I was in the eighties for twenty six days, okay? Just accept days. that you're a nineties baby. Pump up the jam. 80s made me, 90s raised me. How about that? <laughs> okay, I like that. I was in my mom's womb for a lot of 89. So <laughs> For a lot of that one year. Yeah. Yep. It counts. Anyway. All right. I'll, I'll let you have it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Back to June. <laughs> and, um... And Devin. So we switch back to Devin now after this great Barbara reading. Mm-hmm. And um, Devin's talking to her mom, Alicia, and, you know, they're discussing Jihoon and how he really hasn't changed and things like that. And they're hoping he has changed. And we're going to see what happens because mom's not having it when she goes over there. And Alicia says something. Alicia, okay, mom, says something that I was like, wait, what? So... In her little interview with production, she says, well, Jihoon is 30, like almost 30. And at 30, he should have a house and he should have, you know, a pretty well-established savings account. And I'm like, um, what? <laughs> I should, what? And I mean, like some 30-year-olds do, but I mean, by and large, that's just not how it is. For That's not how it is. Yeah. It's not. And I, I think it's okay. Okay. Speaking yeah. from my own experience. Yeah. Not to have a house at 30 years old. Okay. Yeah. And it's perfectly fine. If you do have a house, she is house shaming and I don't appreciate it. because I'm Okay. <laughs> I got my little apartment here and I'm very proud of my apartment. Okay. I worked hard for this. You <laughs> feel apartment. personally attacked by Alicia. I did. And then the, the savings account, I was like, do I need to get my life together even more? Like, I'm supposed to have a bang and savings account at 30? Yeah. I'm just figuring out how to adult, uh, okay, at 30. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I feel like since she's already expressing those opinions, she'll definitely have some choice words for him when she sees him there oh you already know they're mm-hmm. gonna clash mm-hmm, for sure i wonder yeah. if like the two moms are gonna spend much time together well jihoon's mom doesn't really speak english so i don't know how that's gonna work sometimes you don't need to speak english that's true like that sometimes is you don't true. need to speak the same language to have like eye rolls certain interactions yeah um <laughs> non-verbals go a long way yeah they do yeah they do <laughs> But we'll so, see. Yeah. We'll see about that. We also have there's some another another situation that they had together. What was it? 
the funniest part of the Oh episode. my god. Oh my god. Your favorite part of the whole oh episode. Oh my god. This scene messed me up like you would not believe. Messed me up. I woke up messed the you next up. Wait morning. Till you sees it. I woke up the next morning and Yusuf woke up and I turned to him and I was like, why did Devin say that in the episode last night? He was like, are you okay? So De- near the end of the episode, Devin is packing to go to Korea and she like grabs up these two boxes that are being blurred out and she's like these are the most important thing i'm bringing they're condoms and she's like and i got the extra snug size so that they don't fall off because that's what happened to me last time and i got pregnant basically telling the whole world telling the whole world that her husband has a small penis he has a small peen Oh my god, she did not it's have to do it's him efficient. Like that. It's small but it's efficient. She did not have to do that to him. Maybe maybe it's not small. Maybe like he had magnums and he didn't need full on magnums. You know? <laughs> There's a difference between hey, I'm not gonna get magnum to I bought the extra snug <laughs> size. Poor G. <laughs> And let me tell you, I had a visceral, like, full body reaction when she said it. And Yusuf had, like, looked away for a second while that was happening. And I was like, did you just hear what she said? <laughs> he was like, no. And I was like, she basically said he has a small penis. And he was like, well, how did she say it? Blah, blah, blah. And then I repeated it to him. He started cringing. <laughs> he was like, That's oh, bad. my God. I hope they bring it up during the reunion. Please. Uh, I hope... Honestly, I re- I don't want them to because I don't want them to embarrass him like that. That is just <laughs> that is so low. It is so she. I'm so she's wrong for that. She really. Is. I thought it was hilarious. Oh my god! There's no way she didn't know what she was saying. There's absolutely no way. But maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know, girl. <laughs> there is no way. <laughs> Listen, that's her pee now, and she loves it, and it's the perfect uh, size for her. It works. It's very efficient. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it clearly. the job of reproduction very well. Clearly. <laughs> got some straight shooters, okay? <laughs> but, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to finish my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, well, that, was, um, that was wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild, but um, I think that's the end of our summary of the couples, right? Um, Pretty much. The last thing I had about Jihoon was he says he has jobs, but he doesn't know how much he makes. So oh, yeah. we know that's going to be an issue when Demi gets in. He gets yeah. in. He's again about money. So. Yeah. I can I'm understand Devin being worried. I would be worried, too. I'm, I am worried. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, uh, this was basically a summary of like, like basically the first two, if you watch online, the first three episodes, correct? Mm hmm. Yes. Um, 
And at the end of each of our podcast episodes, we're going to give out one MVP and uh, one, what is it called? Ho ass, bitch ass, slut ass, ho. <laughs> Award. Yes, correct. For all my 90 day fiance veterans and true diehard fans, you guys know where that quote is from. And that comes from the Honorable Chantal. Yeah. Okay. Which was talking to her horrible sister-in-law <laughs> regarding her fiance. Did you time. just call me a bitch? Did you just call me a bitch? <laughs> I will not be disrespected by you. I will oh, not be disrespected like that for a day. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so mm-hmm. that's you know that's nice. Who do you want to um, nominate for the MVP of the episode? Um, I loved a lot of people this episode. Um, okay, I really liked Brittany's dad. Yeah. Um, I loved Kenneth and Armando, both of them. Yes. Um, let me see here. Uh, the financial advisor is always <laughs> funny. Jenny's financial advisor. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Probably, probably the most endearing was Kenneth and Armando. They were. Yeah. I am gonna nominate it to go to Armando by himself. Before I was saying both of them, mm-hmm. but after thinking about it, I'm thinking just Armando because. Armando took the bold step of coming forth and coming out to his sister, even though he had already been traumatized by this situation before. And he decided to, you know, push that, push past that past trauma and, you know, speak his truth. And it was beautiful. And I was very proud of him. You know, he came forth, he came forth strong. So I would like to give the award to Armando. Okay. I'm into that. Armando gets the MVP. Yes, um, cue applause track. We don't have that right now, but no. maybe we could fit that in at maybe. one point. So, yeah. Um, so, yay. yay. Okay. <laughs> 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 so, for our hoe ass, bitch ass, blood ass whore award, mm-hmm. my nominees are Blue Shirt, Blue Shirt, uh, aka Samis Friend. Because mm-hmm. he was just a dick to me when he was expressing himself. Mm-hmm. And it was just completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, also, <laughs> I kind of want to give it to, I'm I'm changing my, my votes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of want to maybe give it to Jihoon. Because he's being dishonest again. twist. <sighs> Tell me more. He's being dishonest again, and it's not right because he already. You have a son, you have a son, mm-hmm. and you have a stepdaughter, mm-hmm. and you brought them over here once. You lied to them. You promised that you were gonna get your shit together, and you lied and you didn't. And I feel like he's making light of the situation, and to me, that's not okay. Like he really should have manned up and at least be honest. So yeah. I'm gonna change it because before I had it going to Ari's dad, but I'm gonna give it to, you know, that's I'm gonna nominate Jihoon. Yeah. Um, on that one, and then 
I don't know if I have a third anymore. I'm not going to say his sister. I'm not going to say um, Armando's sister anymore because I feel, I don't feel. I can, I can get behind the Jihoon thing. You make some really valid points. Yeah, because, bruh, this is not your first rodeo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why would you do this to your wife yeah. and your children? I mean, at some point, you just have to step up and take responsibility. So I yeah. agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you convinced me. Your <laughs> your <laughs> your explanation was uh, very convincing. Okay. <laughs> so Jihoon, you are the ho ass, bitch ass, let ass whore for this episode. Yep. Get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, Sara? Um no, I don't think so. I think that's it. I'll, I'm interested to see what happens in this in this next episode because I feel like they set us up for a lot of stuff that's going to be happening with the couples. Really yeah. interested in the airport scene with Brittany and Yazan, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. Yeah, we get to see Jenny and Samit come together again. Yeah, that's going to be beautifully romantic. Yeah, that'll probably be um, really sweet. Armando, I think, comes out to his parents. Because I think oh. we see his mom crying. So oh. that's going to be intense. Yeah, we'll see. I'm having my tissues. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure not to drink too much wine that night. <laughs> <laughs> and do we see anything with Ari and Binyam? I wasn't paying attention. Me either. After I saw that <laughs> airport scene, I was like, oh, it was about to go down. <laughs> and I don't remember anything in the previews about Devin and Jihoon. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe we'll meet that new couple, though. Maybe. Yeah, it would be nice to have like the full cast. Yeah, I hate when they break it up like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. That was it for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Oh, also, they can listen to this podcast on Spotify and the TriCast website. Is that how it is? I don't know how the website is. We'll figure it out and then we'll put it in. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay, also, we're going to have an Instagram. I decided we're going to have an Instagram. Oh, and, amazing. Um, yeah, we're going to have an Instagram. I'm going to do that this week. And um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.